Well, welcome, uh, everybody, to uh, Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameBuster.com. And uh, if you're new here, uh, each week we're going to do a deep dive into a game or franchise that we love or maybe we just want to talk about. So in a, in a time where everything's horrible and serious and, you know, literally on fire now, I, we've, <laughs> we've made jokes about the fire before, but the fire is here. Um, we're going to try to chill uh, a little bit. So, uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Nirav, and I'm going to be your host, and I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Ree. Howdy, and, yeah, we're... I don't know why you just said that we're chilling, because I think... This yeah. is going to be probably the least chill episode, I think, that you could get to. Like, not just because of the amount of guests we have on, um, but also the, <laughs> no. the the subject matter as well. This We are going to need to check our blood pressure after this one. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and just get this out of the way. I've there, there's been a scheduling error on my part, um, <laughs> and I have inv- I invited three people to this, uh, three guests to this. So we have five people here today total. We're doing a, a mega episode, um, not a MAGA episode. The opposite, <laughs> the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, the opposite of that. I think it's worth um, saying that though, because this, of all the- we're all 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 mega, no MAGA. That's, 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 Thing is, so all because of all the voices that Tim does, like that's another free guest on top of that. So this, <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot. Oh boy. Okay. Incredible. Um. Yeah. So let's um. Let's get into it. Uh. So we're we're um. Let me introduce our guest quickly. So of course Tim is here from Game Luster. War. War yep. never changes. See what I mean? That was yeah. <laughs> that. Huh. Tim, if you if you and Ron Perlman had a baby, that's what the baby would sound like. You know what? He wasn't a fan of Trump. We could have got him on the podcast. We could have. Oh, no, he's he's um, way too busy right now. Uh, narrating okay. the ongoing bullshit. Um. <laughs> oh, he's just narrating life. Um, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. We've also got um, Johnny uh, from Real Life. Hello, I am a real person, and I just waved for some reason. <laughs> yes, we're all waving here. Um, we are all real. None of us are AI constructs. We promise. Uh, we, we just absolutely don't have time for this today. Uh, <laughs> Jess is also here from Game Luster. Hello. All right, that's it. from Je- Thank you, Jess. That was exactly what I needed from you. Need. Okay. You delivered the exact right <laughs> amount of energy. Everyone, all right. please take after Jess. <laughs> okay. Um, the, oh, well, everyone, no. we're stepping we're stepping to the Hall of Fame luster now. Uh, I think everyone saw that. Um, so Elon Musk is now the richest person in the world, largely due to our contribution buying the moon from him. Mm-hmm. I was um, gonna say that's actually why that he happened. He should have given us a shout out at least. You know, our last episode was pretty good. He could have at least shared that in you know as a thank you. But <laughs> all right, Elon, I see how it is. The thing, the luckily, I, we were able to recoup our losses with our uh, six hundred dollar checks from the government to get hey. us through this pandemic. <laughs> so that that paid off all of our debts, all of them. I'm every actually single, a student. Uh, so every single I one. I didn't get a check, so that's fun. Oh. oh, so even so, you get even more debt without with even less sort of compensation. Right, but to be fair, it's a pretty self serving field, medicine. You know. <laughs> You will ne- you will never benefit benefit our nation. Um, 
This is disgusting. Uh, so today we're just for no real reason. We're gonna try and come up with the. We're gonna enter in the worst coup attempt in video <laughs> games. So this can be like any sort of a failed rebellion or uprising, anything like that. But I want to see what everyone brings to the table. I think I've got a pretty solid one. Um, let's let's start with Johnny. Actually, why don't you give us what you got? All right. So I'm gonna go with one that's more just a takeover, and uh, that would be the Arkham Knights. Uh, just bat crazy plan in uh, Arkham Knight. <laughs> um, I don't know if any of you, have, I'm sure plenty of you have played it, but uh, I'm typing in Arkham Knight bat rebellion. <laughs> <laughs> bat, yeah, it's just, and so basically, you know, you're going up against Batman who has infinite resources and only one rule about not killing people. And so you send an unmanned army that he can just go to town on to try and take over Gotham. And it's like, it, you just had the one you could have just put one guy in any of those tanks, and it would have made him ten times harder for Batman. But, you know. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, okay. Uh, Tim. So, I have a lot of these that I could go back up for, but I'm going to go with the Forest Owls and their various failed attempts to liberate Timber, all of which fail. Uh, their what one game is this? Final Fantasy VIII. Okay. Renoa specifically is just terrible at this, because uh, the two attempts that she she plans to, you know, assassinate or kidnap a a political figure end in, uh, oh, it was a trap all along, and oh, it was a trap all along, and now you're all in prison. It's good to okay. diversify. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. Good call. Uh. uh Jess. Uh, mine would probably be Bowser kidnapping Princess Peach because he's done it oh, how many times I, I now? That, About 20 times. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, trying to take down the monarchy. Um, always fails, always tries the same tactic. It's just not working, Bowser. Pick something else. <laughs> well, he's, right. he's really just trying to conquer and add her lands to his. That, yeah. that is a literal coup. It's probably the only literal coup we talk about, isn't it? Because he was trying to well, think of a head of state. In that case, it's, it's an oh, invasion. No, I've, I've, I've got one. I've got one. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Ree, what have you brought? Um, so I have gone with, um, in Dragon Age 2, at the end of the game, uh, the Templars, led by Meredith, um, take over control of Kirkwall. Um, I'm calling this one of the worst coups in video games because they're running the place for about five minutes. Everything goes to shit. Um, a church gets exploded and it causes a worldwide war. Um, so I think that little coup attempt just for them to get a little bit more power resulting in like a world war probably puts it up there with some of the worst coup attempts. Oh, and the person that takes it down is this like fucking homeless dude who lives in a sewer. So Wait, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of context, it's wild. Um, yeah, that's Dragon Age 2. Um, yeah, just just put that. Wow. <laughs> it's a wild game. I did not know what Dragon Age 2 was about. I, I absolutely recommend you play it. It's a fucking wild game. Okay. What cool. we need for um, our nation to heal is some crazy homeless guy to come out of the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> he already did. His name is Bernie Sanders. No. <laughs> he may smell that, he but once he's, again got, he's got the right idea. Assistance. Yeah. Um... And then, uh, okay, so for mine, um, in a in the classic 
uh, uh, critically acclaimed game Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Um, <laughs> Black Doom, who is an alien from space, who, who's an alien from another dimension, uh, but also a demon. He's a demon from space, I'm basically, or, but another space, not it. this one. And when you think about it, it makes sense. But if you think about it too much, it doesn't. Um, so it's a Sonic game. Got it. Yeah. And then so Black Doom comes and he makes a deal with Shadow and he's like, I want you to kill the president and then I'll tell you where you came from because I've given you amnesia, but I know. Um, and so... Basically, the entire game, I don't know if you remember, in Shadow the Hedgehog is you trying to get to the president to either kill or save him. And also, I just want to make <laughs> remind everyone that there is a cutscene that shows that the president has a picture of Sonic and Shadow on his desk in the Oval Office. And he, like, lovingly strokes it. And he's like, will these heroes save us again? <laughs> Do you think he looks at it and, like, gets confused over which one is, is which? You know, like, every character in the series. Look- how the fuck? Like everybody's colorblind in the world of Sonic. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> and they're all furries. Um, the mm-hmm. just yeah, like the real true. world. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, this. So I don't know if you know this, but Shadow the Hedgehog has like three hundred endings, <laughs> and it, it does it has more endings than Fallout Three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, in, in one of the endings though, I, 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 Shadow does uh, use a mech to kill the president who was also in a mech and become the president. So I'm gonna, yes, because that's call. how that works. But see, that's one that's one of them, and I think in the other 299 instances he does fail. So I'm gonna call that a bad coup attempt. Hey, one out of 300 ain't bad. Yeah, it's just like it's like the Avengers, like Doctor Strange is like there's only one way to overthrow the president. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Do you say because I can't? I don't remember Shadow the Hedgehog that well, unfortunately. So do you say he becomes the president after killing the president? I believe there's one ending where he, where he like, oh, I think he turns the United States to anarchy, where there is no leader, and then he like takes over. Um, there is also one where I think Black Doom does become the president, and I think he is in the Oval Office. <laughs> because like that would imply that if that dude who was dressed as something from Assassin's Creed Valhalla at the actual coup this week like managed to do anything in the White House, he would have like actually just become president. I like that, you know that that law. That that was quite wild, you know. If you can, yeah, if you can manage to kill the president, like you become the president. Well, that's that guy that the, stole the podium is now the Speaker of the House. Yeah, <laughs> he did, he just got arrested, actually. Yeah. Wow. Go figure. Uh, I wonder how yeah, they figured out who he was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Let's 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 get going on this. So what? Um. What? Let's. Uh, we'll start back at the beginning. Johnny, you get two votes, and they can go to any here, including your own. Um. You cannot vote for yourself twice. Oh gosh. Uh. uh. Mine wasn't even that good. I'm gonna vote for. What was Jess's law? Jess, what was your law again? Oh yeah, you can only bring one participant to the Hall of Fame luster. (laughs) You cannot enter two separate entries. Um, I'm going to go with Shadow the Hedgehog because I mean, you know, he he is the leader we need in this time. He's the enlightened centrist leader that we need. He's truly ambivalent towards good and evil, and he's ready to hear both sides on in literally every stage. Like on one on one shoulder, he has Sonic. Like. Come on, we've got to save all these people. And on the other shoulder, there's a demon from space that's like, kill them. And he's like, what should I do? That's not a nice thing to say about tails. <laughs> you know what? Okay. You know what? Actually, this is disrespectful to the last piece that is Shadow the Hedgehog because there are some levels where Knuckles will tell you to find something, you know? And that's an ideology all in itself. 
<laughs> we need uh, to find the pieces of the Master Emerald. <laughs> no- Knuckles, I'm trying to kill 600 U.S. police officers. <laughs> but do you guys remember that, like, the bad guys in that game is literally just, like, the U.S. military? Yep. Ahead of the roller time. skates and a gun. <laughs> and you have a gun. All right. I'm sorry. I, I, I gotta stop. Where's your other vote going? Uh... I'm gonna vote for Dragon Age for the tem- for the uh, Templar. That coup one sounds like that- it sounds way too familiar to a real one that I've heard about. I was, I was about to say. I mean, it's just such a crazy idea that uh, you know a grabbit power would start a world world war. I'm just glad nothing like that has ever happened or will ever happen in real life. <laughs> um. Good job. Good job. All right. Um. Who's next? Uh, Jess or Tim? Sorry, where are your votes going? Uh, I'm gonna give one to to Bowser. Yeah, um, that's a good one. Especially because, like, half the time it ends up with Mario consoling him. There, there, buddy. I know you tried to kidnap the princess, but you're a moron. <laughs> like the end of Odyssey. Mario's and, the true and, centrist. He will play yeah. a volleyball with the enemy right after Bowser tried to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the forest owls, because they are legitimately terrible at this. <laughs> Alright. Um, okay, Jess... I have never heard of the Shadow game, but I'm going to have to pick that. You've never heard of Shadow then... the Hedgehog? I think it won Game of the Year. I've heard of the character. <laughs> <laughs> what? He, he only got one game as a sol- as a solo character, and uh, I guess you have heard how it went. So, yeah. Um, it was in 2004, <laughs> and, uh, I want to say? Something it was like still that, better yeah. than 06. It was, it was still, still better, better than 06. 06. Alright, and what's your other one? Uh, Dragon Age. Okay. Nice. Oh. Um... Oh, we're getting getting down to the uh, wire here, um, and then uh, let's see here. Wait, who's left? It's me. I don't. I don't. I don't hear anybody. Oh, what? Are you, are you having a laugh? I'm. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm. 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 Uh, what was? What's the thing? Um, I'm taking the piss out of you. Oh. Okay. Very funny. <laughs> Also known as uh, gaslighting in the right circumstances. Yeah, I was about to say. I was. I think I thought that the other day because someone's like taking the piss out of you. It's like, that, is that gaslighting? <laughs> they seem like they do it a lot in the UK. Right. Well, you see, the terms mean the same, and it's derived from the fact that you would take a piss on the gaslight and say, "No, I never turned the gaslight off. You're crazy." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Re, where are your votes going? Okay. Um. Gotta throw one to Shadow the Hedgehog because you reminded me that game exists, but also it, like the coup attempt is so bad that in some endings he just gets fucking distracted, and in one of them he kills Eggman. Like I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, I'm fairly Eggman sure. just dies. Yeah, he's just, like for no apparent reason. He's like meant to be helping Dark Shadow whatever his neck. What's he called? I can't remember what the ghost from space is called, but he's meant to be helping him. Black Doom. Black Doom. <laughs> Dark Shadow. <laughs> um. So, yeah, he gets so sidetracked, he just decides to kill Eggman for some reason. There's one where he kills Sonic as well, I think. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, and I'm going to throw one to Dragon Age 2 as well, just because, um, you know, homeless dude, terrorism, world war. It was a wild ride. Play that game, everyone. Um, Alright, let's see here. Uh, th- sorry, okay, I just wanted to double-check my math here, or my, my that I was accurate. So, there are... Um, there are only 10 specific endings, but there are 326 stories that you can take depending on your choices. <laughs> hmm. But all, but they converge into 10 specific endings. 
but that's still more than Fallout 3. So It is still more, <laughs> correct? <laughs> I hate that I'm on the Shadow the Hedgehog Wikipedia page, and it's jo- the genre says third-person shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, no. uh, The Last of I mean, Us, uh, Battlefront 2, and Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so did I get your votes? Sorry, Dragon no. Age two, and what was the other one? Uh, so it was it was Dragon Age and uh, Shadow. Oh, okay, I'm doing I'm doing okay over yeah. here. I'm actually gonna go ahead and get, uh, give uh, I'm gonna give one to Bowser. Jess, that was a very good idea. I can't believe I literally didn't even think of Bowser. <laughs> um, That's how bad he then, is at his cool tips. <laughs> That's true. And then I am going to be the first ever person <laughs> to get five votes in the Hall of Fame luster. <laughs> Congratulations. I, w- I would like, before we go to the enshrining, to mention perhaps the best coup in video games. Sure. Uh, which is the coup in Metal Wolf Chaos, which is led by the vice president against the president, and then the counter-revolution, which is literally just the president in a mech suit, and this ends... <laughs> in a fight on a space station by the moon, and then the president surfs through the atmosphere to land successfully, reinstated his president in the White House lawn. Look, there is uh, still a week. I don't think I'm wrong saying this. Every good game ends with the president getting into a mech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's still a week until Biden's inaugurated, so don't, please don't give them ideas. We've got plenty of time to get, to get him a mech. <laughs> Um, okay, great. Uh, so welcome, uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, and I think Black Doom, uh, <laughs> to I the, um... Black Doom is technically the one whose coup has failed. Yeah, you're, you're right, that's correct. Uh, also, by the way, the little Black Doom that floats around with you, I think is, like, the whole man's, like, eye that, like, peeled off, and then it grows tentacles and flies around with you. Well, you got, but then, um... like, whenever it, like, attaches back to him sometimes, and then sometimes Knuckles is there. <laughs> <laughs> and Knuckles. You just described the <laughs> yeah. best video game. All right, so let's uh, let's get into the main meat of this. Uh, we're talking about Fallout Three today, um, inspired by some current events. Um, I was uh, uh, interested in kind of getting into this. Um, I think we've made it clear that we have heard of, of uh, Todd Howard and Bethesda Game Studios before here, and we, we are tangentially aware of them. Um, but um, yeah, I'm a I'm a, a huge Fallout fan. Um, maybe the maybe the most one, unfortunately, and that's not good for me. Well, hang um, about, I've hang about. Vo- I I literally have yeah. um a, a like a suit of power armor tattooed onto my thigh right now. So Jesus, all right. <laughs> I don't have the, I don't have anything tattooed. I have I am surrounded by Fallout memorabilia, and I did order a custom Pro uh, Xbox controller in Fallout colors. Yeah, well, I irradiated myself to become a ghoul, so top that. <laughs> top that smooth skin. <laughs> um, all right, so let's let's get into it. So we're gonna walk through the history a little bit, and then talk a little bit about the the game. So uh, Fallout, uh, we're just gonna like go back to the the beginning of, of Fallout One and Two because it's kind of necessary to understand like where this game came from. Um, so Fallout One and Two were developed by a company called Black Isle Studios, um, which that studio was wholly owned by a company called Interplay. So uh, this game was co-created by Leonard Boyarsky and Tim Kaine, and uh, the publisher Interplay owned the Fallout IP. Uh, so the, again, these things are important to note for how th- things transpired. Um, so Fallout 1 was actually a sequel to Black Isle Studios' last game, Wasteland, but 
EA published that game and owned the rights to Wasteland at that point, so they weren't allowed to make a sequel. <laughs> so they basically stripped it of all of its Wasteland branding and iconography and added stuff like the Vault Boy and the Pit Boy and then like added some alternate history about the Resource War and the, the bombs dropping in 2077, all that. Um, so then they decided to try and use the... Uh, do you guys know what GURPS is? Yep. I know yep. Tim does. General yep. Universal Role Playing System. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, GURPS is like supposed to be like the most uh, versatile um, RP tabletop RPG system. Like you can literally like it's made to be turned into any setting that you want. Basically. It has like, like expansion for everything, including Discworld. Yeah, um, there's a lot of cyberpunk stuff in there too, uh, which is actually GURPS was uh, the cyberpunk 2020 game was also tangentially based off of GURPS. Yeah, well, I mean that was the 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 period where like GURPS some riffs were trying to be uh everything to everyone yeah um and gurps by the way if you've heard of steve steve jackson games also made this game uh gurps but anyway it was it was a big deal for the tabletop game uh, industry and like I, I will say like after the first like little explosion in the 80s of you know uh tabletop role-playing games there was like a, a kind of a dip for a few years before you know uh gurps kind of came back and Obviously, like, you know, in the last 10 years, like, Dungeons & Dragons has exploded and become, like, a household thing. But, um, yeah, like, the, GURPS was a pretty big deal back in the day when there were still, like, a bunch of, like, random tabletop games, like, floating around. Well, GURPS um, was, was trying to basically steal DVD's yeah, it was trying to trying Yeah, it was trying to kind of replace it as, like, the go-to, you know? Yeah, and it sort of did. Yeah, but... a lot of people a lot of people still use it, too. It's, yeah. it's still a popular system. Um... Anyway, so um, they the original iteration of Fallout 1 was actually titled Vault 13. What is everyone's thoughts on that? <laughs> Banging title, I mean, there, a there's, a, title. there's a Vault 13 yeah. in the game, I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. There is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's so, not a bad title. <laughs> yeah. A little, little but, more specific than just Fallout, which I think works yeah, better the, for the inter everything. I think the... Yeah, the, the Interplay execs actually were the ones who suggested the title Fallout. Um, they didn't like the title Vault 13. And um, so the the title of the whole game is Fallout, a post-apocalyptic role-playing game. Um, so that's, I guess it, it tells you everything you need right in the title there. <laughs> uh, so this is really interesting to me. Steve Jackson Games, like, after making, after they agreed to sell the GURPS license to Black Isle Studios... They recanted the license after seeing the demo of Fallout. <laughs> Which is hard. so weird. Yeah. Yeah, they said that there was too much blood and gore and violence and they didn't want to be associated with it. <laughs> Which is, like, insane because, like, that's, like, half of their stuff, you yeah. know? I, I, I genuinely, I wonder if there was something else going on behind the scenes also, um, just, that we don't know about. Just right now, just look at a screenshot from the original Fallout. It's, it's really <laughs> not that bad. No. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I mean, so this is actually what led to the creation of like the special system, you know, and had like uh, that gave Fallout its own identity, literally just out of necessity because they had to like they ended up like first of all, first it was an iteration off Wasteland, and then they couldn't use any of that, and then it was an iteration uh, from Gerbs, and then they couldn't use any of that, and so just literally by necessity of the law, Fallout was given sort of its own identity accidentally, which I think is cool. Yeah. Oh boy, I hope that's not a thing the devs have to do again in the future foreshadowing <laughs> <laughs> never um sorry johnny i think i interrupted you what were you saying i already forgot 
That's good. Um, so Fallout 1 and 2 came out in 1997 and 98, respectively. Um, they used the same engine. Um, it was basically just, you know, a, a new story with all the same assets and engine stuff. <laughs> so they were able to get it out and uh, one year later. Um, but Sounds at that familiar. point, the... Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, a lot of this is foreshadowing, huh? <laughs> um, uh, so the team at Black Isle Studios was hard at work on another isometric Fallout, which was just titled Van Buren. Uh, this while was development. after the uh, the 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 two spinoffs had come out. Meanwhile, oh, you're oh, right. Boy. Actually, I'm, I'm so sorry. They had their Fallout own shadow. The, they had their own shadow. The Hedgehog. We have to give that a shout out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fallout. Ta- I've always good. said that Fallout it's, the tactic. Fallout Tactics is sort of the shadow of the Hedgehog. Of oh, the, oh no, 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 no. That is not the shadow of the Hedgehog. Sorry, Brotherhood of Steel. Yeah, it was Brotherhood of Steel. You're right. God awful PS2 game. No, Brotherhood Brotherhood of Steel is 06. Fallout Tactics is Shadow of the Hedgehog. Fair, fair. I'll allow. I'll allow it. Um, yeah, so they had two spin-off games, which were, um, Brotherhood of Steel is kind of still maybe one of, like, the most critically panned games just ever from a major studio, um, <laughs> ever. Um, but anyway, the, it was because of those two things and a lot of other stuff going on at Interplay that, um, in 2002, Interplay, uh, declared bankruptcy. And, uh, like I said, Interplay at this point owns the Fallout license, and they also separately own Black Isle Studios. Black Isle Studios has no claim on the Fallout license. So, Interplay Studios, in order to make you know make up some of their debt, sold the Fallout license to Bethesda Softworks in 2003 for 1.175 million dollars. But they did it in an advance against royalties payment, which I had to look up. Um, basically, that meant that like they earned they they were guaranteed they they actually bought it for no money. <laughs> um, so basically, Interplay sold the Fallout license to Bethesda for like zero dollars that day, but with the guarantee in writing that they would receive at least $1.175 million in royalties eventually. I was about to say, like, Todd Howard out of the deal right there. Bloody hell. <laughs> now, I know, you think to- I know you think Todd might have brokered that deal. We'll get there in a minute. Um, he-, he personally was there. Yeah, so Leonard Boyarsky, uh, one of the creators of Fallout, uh, this is a quote from him. To be perfectly honest, I was extremely disappointed we did not get a chance to make the next Fallout game. This has nothing to do with Bethesda. It's just that we've always felt that Fallout was ours, and it was just a technicality that Interplay happened to own it. It sort of felt as if our child had been sold to the highest bidder, and we had to sit by and watch. Since I have absolutely no idea what their plans are, I can't comment on whether I think they're going in the right direction with it or not. So that was, like, during the sale period. Um, (laughs) That hurt to hear. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, man, this is not the same thing as your child being sold. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, okay, obviously, that's an exaggeration. That's not George Lucas level of exaggerating. Did you hear what he said about the Disney sale? That they they killed his baby? I don't and, know. Oh, what, no. did he, what did he say? He said it was like selling it to white slavers or something. Like he. Oh, my God. I know. Oh. George. No, George, I also, that's the he do it? <laughs> I often think about this also. Like, during the literally. Of, <laughs> during the, uh, the, the, the filming of The Force Awakens, like, George Lucas, like, consistently declined invitations to come to the set. Like, he didn't want anything to do with it. And, like, he did come to the opening night, though, like, when they premiered it. And he apparently was just silent throughout the whole movie, had no reactions on his face. And when he walked out, the only thing he said on the red carpet was... That was the Star Wars movie that the fans wanted, but he said it so sadly, and then he just left. Oh, oh. oh he couldn't say that about the the second two. <laughs> no. 
mean, I, I in the in it had Palpatine. Like, in what else you want? Yeah, like the like. I don't know if everyone remembers that, but just like, do, do, do you remember like the the giddy excitement of going to this The Force Awakens, like you know, and like take, oh, yeah. that, take like, me I back. I went to the midnight premiere. Obviously, oh, I dressed and, up, like, <laughs> dressed up like R two D two. I was. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, but that like like that was just lucky because that was just what I had been wearing that day. You know, <laughs> panned out. Um, Nero spends so, every day dressed as a different Star Wars droid. Just I, the droids. It, you know what? The, I, I ran out a while ago though. <laughs> um, I did start watching The Mandalorian yesterday though, it's so good. I have some more droids to dress as now. Yeah. Um, it's good. Yeah, I'm three episodes in. I'm pretty. I'm liking it so far. It's a fun show. Now is the perfect time with it in the middle of the zeitgeist. Everyone's talking about it right now and not a month ago. <laughs> on the ball, as always. Yeah. Um. So, uh, on the other side of this uh scenario, Todd Howard had been after the Fallout license for years. Literally since the first game came out, he had been on it. He had wanted it. Um. And sorry. I'm just, I'm genuinely like shocked hearing that because I'm massive fans of the of the first two games, and I genuinely thought Todd Howard had not played them. <laughs> like, I- no, he was, a, he, was a, he was he was actually a huge fan. I've watched them. Um, by the way, um, everyone should go watch the No Clip documentary about Bethesda Game Studios because they talk about oh. this. This is where I'm getting all this info is from interviews from that. Um, so, um, yeah, like, Todd Howard talked about, he was, like, a massive fan of the first two games, and, like, literally from, after playing the first one, he's like, I want this, I want this property, <laughs> I want it! Uh, and, um... That seems a little odd to me. And he flipped the table and, and uh, held his breath so his, he turned blue. I will say, I will say that, like, he wanted the license, but his intent was always to turn it into an action game. Like, that he was like, I can do this as an action game. Wait, so he like, didn't I even like this. the game! He didn't even like the game! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that. It, no, he loved it. He just like was like, I want to do an iteration on this. I, you know? I love it, but I want to change everything about it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Which is how I feel about Sonic. So. <laughs> Todd, Which makes you a ma- Sonic fan. Yes. Yeah. Todd, I know you listen. Please replay the first two again. I'm begging you, please. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Um. Okay, so at this point, uh, Todd Howard had only directed one game, which was Morrowind, but um, that had, had that had exploded in popularity, and it had put Bethesda, like, on the map. Like, before that, like, Bethesda had, you know, they'd been making games for a while, but they were, like, you know, shitty 2D sports games and stuff the like Home that. The Home Alone 2 um, game, yeah. Um, the, sorry, what? Did they do the Home Alone 2 game? I yeah. think it was Home what? Alone 2. I, it could have been Home That's Alone incredible. 1, but it was one of those. <laughs> we can't fucking... Was Donald es- Trump I was about to say, we can't escape we can Trump. We can't oh, escape man. Trump. Now, now I need to look up. this up. I love that thing that... Uh, I saw that article that or new headline. was like, Home Alone 2 star Donald Trump banned from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's another one. It was like, Donald Trump uh, makes history as the first Home Alone 2 star to incite a coup against the US government and it's like yeah (laughs) yeah so far (laughs) I've been keeping my eye on French Stewart they made Home Alone 1 that's what it was dang it almost we almost got it guys almost um so yeah he um he was moving up to be a creative lead at Bethesda and at this point they had started uh work on Oblivion the sequel to Morrowind so um when he he like I said he well, he loved the games but he had an idea of how to turn them into an action game like he wanted to he he had an idea on how to turn this RPG into like a first person shooter, yeah. and um, 
he uh, Interplay finally went down. The execs at Zenimax uh, Media just like pounced on it, and you know where they were the first ones in the door, offered the bid, and they were you know the sale happened very quickly. Um, and so Todd Howard mentioned this in the NoClip documentary. He he found out that he got the license because of a they the one of the execs like left a sticky note on his desk and said we got you fallout with the little <laughs> smiley face on the sticky note <laughs> like finding out he's gonna go to disneyland or something we got yeah. a little of fallout as a treat <laughs> you can have some after dinner i think that's actually a quote from uh todd to um to obsidian right oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't. you can have a little fallout um so at that point, he immediately began pre-production on Fallout 3, but um, left that to his team while he finished work on Oblivion. So Oblivion comes out in 2006, and Todd Howard goes in with his whole team into full production on Fallout 3. So uh, Fallout 3 ended up scrapping the entire cancelled Van Buren game, which is, by the way, playable. The Fallout 3 that uh, Black Ops Studios was making is playable. Uh, there is a Mm, uh, a sizable, I would say, demo. Of yeah, it. it's, not, so you can, it's yeah. not the whole game. It's it's not a the tech whole game, demo yeah. with a lot of stuff in it. Yeah, oh, I um, do just you, can, to... you can go check that out for free. You know, yeah, it's, I... it's online. Do, um, do you just want to say a, an interesting fact? But um, Van Buren is actually technically canon. I might have said this before, but um, they mentioned events that were going to take place in Van Buren in New Vegas, technically making that demo canon to the lore of Fallout. So it's essential playing. Okay. All right. I guess we're going to do that then. Let's yep. stream it. Hey. Um, we're we're going to make uh, Nirov play Brotherhood of Steel and <laughs> Rhee gets to play Van Buren. Wait, what? <laughs> I just want to know why they uh, called it Van Buren. What a oh, bad no, president to pick. <laughs> yeah, not, not oh, my favorite. It's nobody's favorite, but also nobody's least favorite president. The thing is, like, that was the working title, and apparently they all were named after presidents, so I, I want to know what the other ones were yeah, called. Yeah, actually, with that, that, you're skipping ahead to our game, which is working titles, uh, which is going to be oh, very shit. fun. Um, so, um, yeah, like, Van Buren, um, like you said, is, I believe they call it semi-canon. Actually, Todd Howard has talked about this, because he's, he's mentioned this for Tactics, Brotherhood, and Van Buren. And he said, like, those those games are semi-canon, whereas they are canon up until a point where they conflict with one of the established games, and then they're not anymore. Oh, until, so Star Wars canon. Got it. It's so Star Wars. <laughs> until Todd says so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to be fair, that isn't much of it. There's, like, small details here and there that conflict, but, I mean, for the most part. Um, anyway, so... It, it explains everything. Yeah, right, right. And, yeah, again, yeah, that is largely due to the fact that, like, you know, they stuck to the West Coast and Todd stuck to the East Coast. Uh, so... I was referencing Redguard. <laughs> where literally all the endings, including the ones that contradict each other, are canon. And the explanation is warp in the West? We don't know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Alright, so um, much of Van Buren actually ended up becoming a starting point for Fallout New Vegas uh, when the former staff of Black Isle Studios formed Obsidian Entertainment. And um, it so Fallout 3 actually used the Gamebryo engine from Oblivion exactly as it was, to the point that large sections of the map in Fallout 3 are just Oblivion, with mm -hmm. like a slightly different skin. Um which is, uh, I think, interesting, but, like, that is what allowed the development to be finished in two years, like, on Fallout 3. Which, like, you know, is a pretty massive game, especially for back then. Um, so, uh, originally they had planned to make the entirety of Washington, D.C., but then we're like, we cannot do that. Um, 
So they scaled it back to, to half size um, because it would have just taken forever. I found this interesting because this is a design philosophy they kept in Fallout 4, New Vegas, and 76, which the exact same thing, which is that they lay out on a map where all the points of interest are and in real life, and then they have the distance between all of them, and that's how they space out the map. Um, and well, they, they've done it every have, time since. Yeah, they they play Sorry? fast. They play fast and loose, even more than just having the distance. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was. I think that was how they get their starting point. And then Bethesda also famously has a design document where, like, for all of their games since Morrowind, they they build the map first without any idea what the the story is going to be, and they build the story around the map. Um, which I, I don't know. I think is interesting. Um, seems to have been working for them. Anyway, so. Uh, Liam Neeson's here now. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> and if, uh, if, if, if you let the water go, that'll be the end of it. But I have a very particular set of children. No. <laughs> you only have the one so, kid yeah. in the cannon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I believe Le Liam Neeson was like coming fresh off of Batman Begins, uh, and he was in Star Wars. I believe in the press release that Bethesda did, they identified him as Liam Neeson from Star Wars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That, Highlight no, in um, career. At that point, Star Wars was the biggest title that he'd recently done because nobody expected Begins to to blow up. Basically. Yeah, That's yeah, right. exactly. Um, and you know, I I mean, Taken hadn't happened yet, which is like you know, obviously very identified with him now. But yes. I have a fun quote. It's been a pleasure bringing the father to life and working with the wonderfully talented people at Bethesda on Fallout 3, said Neeson. I hope the fans of the franchise and the game will be excited by the results. This is a boring quote. What is interesting is that he actually was, um, he was given a couple of awards for it. He, he won some, uh, some, you know, little awards here and there, and he actually gave, like, a little speech at one of them. Um, but his, uh, he actually got into it because his son... Um, was a fan of the uh, of the Fallout games and was excited about you know told his dad to like you know take the job there and like uh, so yeah I think that's pretty cool he was pretty involved with it um, I don't know that uh, I, I I worry that he may not remember it very well anymore <laughs> <laughs> I mean to my to my recollection of reading it took him uh, less than a week to record all his lines and then just like, you know, it didn't have anything to do with the project anymore. So. He probably goes to a support group with Matthew Perry, you know, just sort of getting over their experiences with Fallout. <laughs> that's that's quite similar to his character, really. Could his character is like quite forgotten? a big thing in, 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 yeah, in the beginning and then as soon as he dies, that, that's it. <laughs> Bye, Liam. <laughs> oh, um... At least people yeah. remember Patrick Stewart in Oblivion. Yeah. Uh, does, does I, he remember I, see, Oblivion, I didn't though? realize that until I started playing it, like, a few weeks ago. And then, like, he talked, and I was like, is that Patrick, is that Patrick Stewart? Patrick Stewart wouldn't be in Oblivion. immediately recognize him? No, that, that's what everyone was like. Like, are we... Is that Patrick Stewart? Like, just the idea of Patrick Stewart being in Oblivion is so insane. Like, I, that's why my mind couldn't comprehend it. I mean, Patrick Stewart is well known to slum it in roles beneath him. See also the X Men movies. Oh, okay. He was. He was. <laughs> oh shit! Sure. I, I enjoyed. I say that movies. as a fan I mean, of the X Men, by the way. Yeah, it's X Men is sort of like Sonic of movies, to be honest. It's, <laughs> yeah. Why is that so huh. true? <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> because they've had. And Wolverine is the freaking um, Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> I think it's sad Mystique that one Sonic, of the best right? X-Men movies out there was made by Fox in the mid-90s for television. Oh, boy. 
Which one is that? The Generation X made for TV movie pilot. I I don't know that one, but no. I believe it's you. on YouTube. Give it a watch. It is hilarious. It has Matthew Frewer in it. That alone makes it in the in the upper echelons. I like the one where Wolverine does seppuku at the beginning. Real seal? <laughs> yes. Is that the Wolverine? <laughs> it's a bold. I think that was the second, the that, Japanese one. Yeah, the Wolverine is actually one of the better ones. Still, mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's not, that's not saying um, much. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I found an interesting note here. The player character's mother, Catherine, is canonically black. Uh, so that's why in the character creator, if you look, even when you're choosing a Caucasian complexion, you are still like a half black character. Um, I don't know why they did this, but so Liam Neeson dad's <laughs> skin tone, um, his his skin tone changes to match whatever would make your character look like an average between your mother and him. So, like, if you have, like, your your character's skin tone is halfway between your two parents in this game. Um, I don't really know. I don't I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I don't yeah, know so if it's good. If you jack the skin tone slider as white as you go, uh, Liam Neeson turns transparent. Yeah. <laughs> it's, unfo- it's, it's bad because you've already lost him. It's, it makes him that much harder to look for. <laughs> He's just, he, he looks like an obsidian, I mean, uh, um... Uh, An obsidian? Uh, uh, no, no, no. I was gonna say a Ubisoft character, where it's just the floating eyes going everywhere. Uh, oh, in the mouth. I thought you were yeah. gonna say an Ubisoft employee. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh boy. They've, they've got enough um, shit going on. This, this. You know, I don't think so, they uh, work like, enough hours. Is the problem? <laughs> so, like Oblivion and Morrowind, Fallout Three was conceived as an Xbox PC only title, and it wasn't until late in development that. Todd Howard was like, all right, all right, we'll put it on the PlayStation. God. Does, does not show it to you at all, Todd. Well done. <laughs> flawless port. Yeah, flawless. Um, and Skyrim, soon after, chef's kiss. Um, I... I, I think I, I've seen a lot of sort of jokes about that, like with Xbox buying Bethesda. It's like, well... Bethesda has always kind of been Xbox exclusive, if you think about it. Yeah, they sort of really. really I mean, you're talking about the bugs make a Bethesda game, and there were more bugs on the PlayStation version. Therefore, that's the definitive version. That's the definitive edition. We got um, for the cut. longest time. I only ever played uh, games on the PS3, so uh, my first experience with all Bethesda games was on the PS3, so it was mind-blowing oh. to move over to a PC and play them. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, that was a bug, not a feature, huh? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, um, that, that so entire what? thing where your dad goes missing and you have to find him, unexpected bug in development. <laughs> <laughs> He's, re- He's actually supposed to be with the you the whole story. time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alright, so, um, this is hilarious. Bethesda's famous ragdoll physics were absolutely intentional. Todd Howard said, I wanted to replicate the feeling of watching a car in burnout spin out after getting hit and apply that to the black comedy and gross mutilation of shooting enemies. Todd, Maybe he did understand Fallout. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think he might have. You know what? He, he, he did play the first two games. I take it back. <laughs> yeah, also, funny note, Bethesda made a burnout game. So he basically like burnout. Yeah. Let's do more of that. <laughs> this man just watching a car crash. But this like, time the cars, the cars, then, they're people. And then he specifically made uh, the the giants in Skyrim just so he could have it on demand. 
Um, all right, so Fallout 3 was written by uh, Emil Pagliarulo. I- I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Uh, he was the writer of Oblivion, and he worked... He said he worked as hard as he could to make every aspect of Fallout the complete inverse of Oblivion. <laughs> he, he don't want anyone to know it was him, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Pagliarulo said that he used Fallout 1 as his reference um, for writing style and largely ignored Fallout 2. Um, because he said that the first one had more natural dialogue that he wanted to replicate, and the second one felt more cinematic and stylized. Um, which is a little bit more... You can see how the Fallout 2, like, cinematic, stylized dialogue, like, flows into New Vegas more. Yeah. Um, when they come back Definitely. to it. Um, so it is worth noting that, yes, uh, Chris Avalone was the writer of Fallout 2, um, and he would later go on to write Fallout New Vegas, in addition to stuff like Pillars of Eternity, Divi- Divinity, Original Sin 2, Into the Breach, and Prey 2017, and then also a lot of sexual harassment allegations. <laughs> Oh, he didn't write those, though. No, he didn't write the he didn't write the allegations. I'm sorry. No, um, I'm guessing he I'm guessing he wrote some very sexual text messages. I heard I he was well. very influential on the writing, though. <laughs> that was bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh boy. So, Chris Avalone is like kind of renowned as like one of the best writers in video games and just kind of a giant jackass. Interestingly, he was also currently un- until last year when the sexual harassment stuff came to light. Um, by the way, there were many of them, like many from many people over the years that just all came out at yeah. the same time kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah very much so. Oh, what? Tur- turns out that people in the gaming industry were suppressing these complaints? What? Never. Oh. Well, um, I do just want to reassure Fallout fans that so far, it looks like every other person involved in uh, Fallout New Vegas is a very lovely person. Um, Josh Sawyer in particular... Follow him on Twitter. He's he's a good lad. Yeah, Josh Sawyer is really great. Yeah. Um. So, um, Chris Avalone was interestingly working on both Dying Light Two and Vampires: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two last year at the same time, and was kicked off of both projects. Um, <laughs> Wonder why? So, Vamp- Vampires: The Masquerade Bloodlines actually went so far as to write over all of his work and has cut him out of the credits entirely. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Bloody so that yeah, like I'm thinking on. things were very serious. <laughs> See Ubisoft, that's, that's how you're meant to do it. You know, it's not that hard. <laughs> Take notes, Ubisoft. If this like tiny team with a game that's like a, takes ages to say because it's like so many words long, like they could, you can do it too. You have the money. There's there's a reason why everybody calls it VTM instead of or just Vampire instead of Vampire: <laughs> The Masquerade Bloodline Two. Yeah. <laughs> It's the worst, maybe the only worst name is their other game, the Werewolf of the Apocalypse Earthblood. Oh my That's God. just words put together. That doesn't make a full title. <laughs> a, lot of that, a lot of that is on White Wolf, because they're the ones who gave their name stuff like Mage, the Ascension. Are they shit. the ones who make the tabletop stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they have a ton of, is that the World of Darkness is the what it's called? The World of Darkness, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, there's a lot of stuff in there. And oh, then there's boy, the first titles. edition and second edition versions, and they've all got ridiculous, pretentious names. And... Wait, is, is, this ca- right. is this canon to Kingdom Hearts? Is this the same universe? <laughs> it's what canon to Kingdom Hearts? Everything, Everything is canon to Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes. Everything Disney um, owns is canon to Kingdom Hearts, which means any employee. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, I, I don't know how to say this name. Is it Enon or Inonzer? Does anyone know? Uh, I thought it was Enonzer, was my guess. I think I'd Enon. say Enon. I think Enon, yeah. Um, 
So he is the composer for Fallout 3, and he also went to work on, you know, 4 and, and 76 as well for the music. But he actually said that Todd Howard and sound designer Mark Lambert did an equal amount of work on the music with him. Um, I was like, wow, t- multidisciplinary Todd here. He, so he actually worked quite a bit on the, the composing music, too. Um, so um, this was actually interesting. This was um, um, Enon Zer. This was his idea to... Uh, up, up till now in most games, um, you would find that, like, the music would change in response to what the player found. He wanted the music to alert people about what they were about to find, um, which I think you can see in all of, you know, Bethesda's games. Like, the music changes and you're like, oh, fuck, you know, or something like that. Or if you, you walk into a place with something mysterious, you'll hear, like, you know, some mysterious music start to fade in, you know, things like that. Um, but that, that wasn't really the norm back then, but it sort of has, it's one of those small things about Fallout 3 that became influential to the whole gaming industry, you know? Um, so five DLCs came out. Um, I don't know. Has everyone, has anyone played all of these? I've played a few of them. Oh yeah. I've not done all of them. Oh yeah. Um, so we have Operation Anchorage, The Pit, Broken Steel, Point, (laughs) (laughs) Operation Anchorage is easily the worst DLC. In any I, I have played that one. If not for the benefits you good. get for completing it, it would just be utterly terrible. Oh, yeah. It was bad. I didn't even replay it on my second Fallout 3 playthrough. Um, we have, uh, yeah, Broken Steel, Point Lookout, Mothership Zeta. So, Xbox and PC only got the, the <laughs> again, for a year, got the DLCs, with just no mention of the PS3 version ever getting it. And then Todd is like, fine, we'll make it for a PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, it, it does seem like they were sort of destined from the start to be bought by Xbox eventually. Yeah. Um, in December 2008, they released the Gek uh, to aid the already vibrant modding scene. So if you don't know the Gek, the Garden of Eden creation kit um, is a, uh, in, in canon, it's a sort of a, it's the, what is the fucking, the MacGuffin, yeah. basically, it's yeah. like the first game. Um, where it's like, this is the thing that's going to save everybody, uh, we have to get it, and um, in, in real life, the Gek is basically like the engine and assets that they give out to people to use for mods, um, which is why, like, you know, like, Bethesda is really only, you know, a major contender in the gaming sphere today because of mods, and I will say it is partially their... Well, I mean, like, I'm not saying it's not, like, they didn't contribute to that. It, they've made themselves extremely accessible to modders. They've encouraged modders and stuff like that, you know, and advertised for them. So, I mean, like, they, they take some of the credit, I guess, for being, like, so open to that stuff. Um, there was that but, giving weird... people the platform to play around in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's that Sorry? weird period with the paid mods. Uh, that was a, a yeah. wacky weekend. Yeah, for, like, weekend. three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you liked horse armor? <laughs> Check this out. No, Todd. No one liked horse armor. <laughs> That's still going. So every time I log on there every now and again, they've got something new on the Creation Club. Well, no, the Creation Club is different than the paid well, mod. Well, uh, it's, 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 it's still pretty much is just paid DLC. It is, sim- it is similar, but there is a key difference. I'll, I'll get into that later. Um, it, it was their attempt so- to reboot it. It was their attempt to reboot it, with, the- and it is better than the thing that was oh, there yeah. before, but it's still not great. Um... So, uh, Fallout 3 is out. Woo! Uh, it received universal acclaim, and by 2015, at last count, had sold 12.4 million copies, uh, which was very huge for an RPG. Um, won nearly every Game of the Year award possible, and is consistently present in every top 100 list ever on every, any game site. Um, after, I, I, and you know, I would say like, after Grand Theft Auto 3 or alongside it, I would say Fallout 3 is definitely the most influential open world game. 
like oh, yeah. th- those two games kind of oh, cemented definitely. like what open worlds could be um so uh fans of the old games were very cranky i think we've mentioned <laughs> um be me. No, gamers and, cranky uh, impossible there is there's actually a fan site um called no mutants allowed that like uh basically like was a fan site for people for the first two games and they they launched very many online campaigns like to trying to get this game like removed, taken down, <laughs> make sure nobody could buy it, etc. etc. That's a bit much, lads. Um, Come on. Yeah. It was a lot. They they were like, this is false doctrine. Wow. Well, I read some of these things in the forums. Like I was like fucking like I was like I need to go take a walk. <laughs> wow, a bunch of gamers um, were really upset about a game that's otherwise pretty critically acclaimed. Never never heard anything like that before. <laughs> That's never happened, and it didn't happen last year either. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I want to make some interesting notes here about the censorship on Fallout 3, because this actually kind of became a big thing. Um, so the reason that drugs are called chems now is because they uh, Australia refused to allow the game to release if it even had the word drugs in it. Um, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, also, all the drugs had to be renamed to fake things, so like morphine was made into MedX, et, like etc. But like, um, what I don't understand is that if you one other thing that no, listen to me. <laughs> the Australian government also mandated. They said that it's okay to have the drugs in there as long as they're not called drugs and as long as there's no animation of people physically taking them. But you can still use them. No, but also I don't get about Did they s- Australia is that if you know an Australian, they greet you by saying the C word, but in their games, you can't shoot up some morphine. Like, what? <laughs> I don't get Australia. Is it real? Also, did they just, like, forget about that then? Because in Fallout 4, you can literally see people taking the drugs. Yeah, I think they did forget about it later, yes. <laughs> I think that times had just changed by then, and they had become a little more accepting. Um, I do like the idea, so, though, that if a kid doesn't see how to take the jug, even if they get their hands on it, they're not going to know what to do with it. <laughs> um, so this game was also not released on consoles, but it was released on PC in India. I don't understand how that happened, but it was because of religious sensitivity relating to the Brahmin cows um, because of, you know, cows having you know a sacred context around them there. And I don't. And the, I don't understand what that was, though, because I looked into it, and I was like, why is that a problem? And no one had an answer for me. I think it might have literally just been because they were called Brahmin? Probably, yeah. And Brahmin are, like, the, the highest caste in the caste system in India, like the, the priest class. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe that was the issue. Maybe some powerful people were just like, don't make us cows. <laughs> Except maybe they should, but, but shouldn't they have been like, make us cows because cows are good? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then in the Japanese version, many references to all references to the fact that there were ever bombs have, have been removed from the game. Um, the megaton bomb is the metaton, sorry, is, is removed. Um, there's no bomb at the end of the game. Uh, there is no reference to explosives uh, or really any radiation of any kind. Um, well, that makes the game a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> is it really post nuclear or are you just in a really shit neighborhood? I mean. What is it about then? I mean, you know, well, it's, it's Japan. I mean, people in Japan are uh, perhaps, maybe, maybe rightfully so, a little sensitive about a post-nuclear world. But I just um, like on the other hand, Kira. On the other hand, their entire many many genres of post-apocalyptic cyberpunk stuff. I mean, 
like, yeah. one of their most famous, we, Ghost in the Shell is literally, oh yeah, so we got nuked again, but we're doing fine. We're doing okay. Because <laughs> like, we created uh, nanomachines to deal with it. I just like to think that because they took out all references to it being post-apocalyptic, uh, there might have been kids playing this in Japan just thinking that's what America and Washington was like. Um, I, and, I mean, they, were, they weren't they were wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> I, mean, now, I mean, they probably saw the news this week and went, oh, so it's just a normal day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, where, are the, where are the green ones, though? The big green ones. <laughs> yeah, there's supposed to be a giant one in the capital, right? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a calm day in Washington, you know? Like, why's everyone freaking out? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so let, let's talk about this. If somebody were listening to this and hasn't played Fallout 3, what would you do to, to sell someone on it in, in 2020? Oh, but God, it's 2021. Jesus <laughs> Christ. For one week in, boys. Yeah. It's been one week. No. So, yeah, what would you guys say? Um... It's an open-world game where the plot is that you have to find the dad from Taken. Because he's been taken. Mm-hmm. He took Ooh. himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the twist. Somebody else took him. Yeah. <laughs> he took himself and somebody took him further. This is an educational game set in present day America. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if anyone genuinely hasn't played it, um, I mean, Fallout 3 is an, is an RPG um, with a lot of elements of classic RPGs, but turned into a first-person shooter, and um, the shooting is bad, and everything else is pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. So, But there's mods um, for that. Yeah. There's mods for everything. Oh, play it on the PC and get the mods. They're get amazing. Yeah. Mod, mod up, my boy. Do not, um, do not under any circumstances play it on PS3. Um, I, I, I mean, I did that, and it was, it was good enough. Um, actually... I want to try and sell it to my fellow um, like toxic Fallout fans who go on all the time and get into many internet fights defending New Vegas' honour. Um, but I am going to stand up for Todd Howard here. Um, how I enjoyed Fallout 3 is that I did New Vegas, I did the first two games, I, I did four, and then I sort of just viewed Fallout 3 as this cute little side game. like Almost like a a DLC or something to New Vegas, which makes no sense because it came out two years before. But I found that after viewing it like that and not expecting like this amazing RPG experience, I had a whole lot of fun with it. It's a really fun game just to wander around and find stuff because um, I love Fallout 4, but in that there's very there's like less of random encounters, like exploring, finding stuff. It's more about creating your own fun. Whereas this... Um, they keep most playthroughs fresh, not by having like multiple ways to do every quest. I mean, there's a few, but um, mostly just through random encounters, which like people who've put hundreds of hours into Fallout 3 still probably haven't seen all of. Um, so yeah, just just go in for a fun, wacky time with Liam Neeson as your dad. You know, you don't really it's wa- you don't the, want much else. Yeah, the whole the whole thing I tell people to do is like. And this kind of game isn't for everybody, but like you, when you get out of the vault, just walk. Yeah, absolutely. pick a direction, walk. Just pick a direction and walk. That's it. If the plot is telling you to go somewhere, don't. Don't ignore the It'll plot. It'll be there. Yeah, I yeah. get so fucking angry whenever people in like an open world RPG just like better go to the place they told me to go. Now. Oh yeah, no. So when I first played uh, Fallout Three, I saw the plot 
I saw it was in one direction. I immediately headed to the farthest end uh, of the, the map that I could away from it. And eventually, when I came back to Megaton, I came right up to it, saw that there was a prompt where I could disarm the bomb, and did it. Because I had leveled <laughs> up my uh, science that far that it was, oh yeah, d let's just disable the nuke. I, uh. I love that they like put in... Th so one thing they do with these games is they, they, do, they do put in the legwork to like have every iteration of like what order you could do everything in and like have it have different consequences and stuff. So like one, one interest, this, this is about fallout four, but just for an example, like if you actually go to, um, if you ignore Preston and the whole minute man and you never interact with them, As most and then do. you do the, <laughs> and you go to the, you don't like, don't rescue them from Concord or anything. And then you go to, um, do the rest of the game, and then you go to Nuka World and do the raider stuff and become the raider overboss and come back as a raider, there's actually an entirely new, like, set of dialogue and quest lines with Preston, like, about a war with the Minutemen to take over the Commonwealth with, uh, with you as a raider king. Yeah, oh. also, it, it, that's one of the ways where you can become the overboss, ally yourself with them, and then finally go back and talk to him, and then he'll still be your friend. Because they've got yes. it coded in the, that game that he won't be your friend if you become the overboss. Which, you know, you'd yeah. think he'd understand the idea of it's an inside job, Preston. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to talk about some of our, our favorite, like, moments. And, like, mine, uh, I think I'll, I'll go with mine specifically was uh, Andale. Um, because oh, I, I remember have just like walking and then i saw like these like this neighborhood of like nice pristine houses and like um i i was like okay and i like walked up and there's like you know these nice gardens and white picket fences and i was like what's going on in here um and like you know it was like the 50s right like and they they're all like you know in the the like you know the la ladies were like at the rockabilly you know look and all that and um and then there's like the one like you know grandpa who's like get out of town stranger Oh no, they're gonna hear us! Hey, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like, I remember like the real, like, genuine creeping horror of like walking around and talking to people and like slowly realizing that they were like gonna eat me, you know? And like finding like the shack with the bodies in it and everything. And like, um, man, I, I still think about that as one of my favorite things. And like, that that's the kind of stuff that like I don't think you get in other open world RPGs. Like, you don't just come across that accidentally in other games. Like, you know, um, yeah, do you guys have any sticking points for you for this game? Mine was the vault where you find forks, because when I played it, I was quite young, and I didn't realise the origin of the super mutants, or the, I can't remember, the cord, you know, the slugs with the hands. Um, oh, the centaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, it was whilst I was going through that vault, and I was reading through the terminals, where I, like, suddenly realised, and I had this, like, horrible <laughs> realisation of what they were. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, I remember yeah. going through that, too, like, realising they were people. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I think. Um, yeah, Fallout 3 wasn't my first one, so I already knew about the, the people thing, but seeing uh, some of their um, the, the records on the experimentation was, was pretty awful there. My favorite, though, was uh, the Dunwich building. Mm -hmm. um, what was in there again? Uh, the horrible Dunwichy stuff. Like the, the oh oh the 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 Dunwich horror the yeah. HP Lovecraft building yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Lovecraft HQ yeah um, and then there there actually is a sequel to that in Fallout Four by the way Dunwich Borer yes also and a and, sequel and in there's the Point Harbor DLC 
Yeah, and there's some stuff in uh, 76 as well. Okay. Um, yeah, so, um, let's see. Oh, shit, we're already an hour in. We gotta keep moving. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, did any, like, characters and, and quests are specifically stick out to you? Like, uh, I, I know we've mentioned Fox, who I really love. Um, obviously, Dogmeat is very good. No, um, no, no one's gonna mention him, but we, we have to establish that Butch is the best companion. No one agrees with me, but you're just afraid of the truth. Tunnel snakes, Tunnel snakes rule. rule. <laughs> Listen to me. Like, Listen to me. Like, you know what? I, I, I killed his... You, you killed his what? I killed his mom because he bullied me. Oh, you oh can't God. have is, killed him is, because is, Tunnel Snakes rule. Is that how Impossible. you deal... That's not how we deal with our bullies. You don't murder oh, their parents. Oh, but you bad. stole my sweet roll? Well, I hope you didn't care too much about your mom. <laughs> When I was playing yesterday, uh, Tim, Tim was there with me in the stream, um, about, uh, I, I was looking at, I didn't realize that you could actually give Butch your gun, and he would just, like, ah, like, run in to save his mom with your BB gun, and yeah. then you could just leave him there. Yeah, no. <laughs> you you can worse. totally, uh, give him your gun and just leave him to fend for himself. Though, um, also, speaking of your fail. stream, uh, mm -hmm. Uncle Leo. Ah, uh, yes. Who is a great yeah. character, who you'd apparently never seen, but on- I had never met him. Yeah. We you, we encountered him the moment we left uh, Vault 101, <laughs> yeah, which was he's hilarious. A, he's a rare one, but he's- yeah, he's an absolute highlight. I, I love he, him. Um, he did, he, encountered he, um, him he did die. He did die in the, in the playthrough yesterday. <laughs> he was killed. Uncle It'll happen. Leo, what? No. what? He was my companion. Yeah, he got uh, Nero had a uh, recruit everybody mod on and recruited him. Yeah. Oh dear. Well, but, that makes sense and, actually with Uncle Leo. <laughs> yeah. You know, he wasn't very good at fighting. I, yeah, he's a pacifist. I think I told you that the moment yeah. he showed up. <laughs> I just want to give another shout out to um, a, a bit of the game to convince the other New Vegas snobs um, that there's. Oh god, what is it? It's the, it's the quest with the the tree dude, and he's got the tree. I was about to say Harold. Oh, oh yeah, Oasis. Bob, yeah. Oasis. Yeah, honestly, because yes, he's very he's, good. He is a character in the first two games. He's actually quite a big character in the first game because he is very very much tied to the origin of the super mutants. He was uh, friends with the first super mutant or the master. Um, yes. So um, he's and he uh, has a little shrub growing out his head, and he does. And he, honestly, that was an absolute highlight of the game, finding that and realizing, hey, Todd does care about the other games. That's cool. <laughs> um, but it, it was just it, like all in all, it's just a quest, weirdly good quest, because you you walk into this town and there's a bunch of hippies there, and there's some grass, and it's all cool. And then you go up to this talking tree yeah. and you're like, hey, what's the talking tree going to say? And he asks you to fucking murder him. And you're like, what? That yeah. sucks. Uh, um, that was a really good one. Oh, yeah. also the uh, Tranquility Lane was a very cool place. That was. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where you go into the simulation and, oh man. There's there's so much cool stuff in this like it and then what was the what's the slave city Paradise Falls oh, Paradise yeah. Falls yeah. Yeah. yeah the one that's... that I raised to the ground in every playthrough yes <laughs> that's what I think everybody I was about to say like that that's one thing I consistently have to do is like kill everybody in there because it's so horrifying uh, um, I I make a, a point of um killing them all stealthily leaving the bodies around watching them panic and then killing another one as soon as they calm down <laughs> all right yeah tim that's you, yes you're on some sort of watch list um. <laughs> yeah listen you 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 fuck with children you you enslave them you die okay you know what so, you're now um, off that watch list well done yeah <laughs> let's get wow. mario the it, it takes so little to get off the list <laughs> um 
So how how did everybody feel about the original ending for this? Uh, I know this it's is fa- not famously... for me to do because <laughs> the writers did not think of that. They, they I, I will say, uh, okay. I wasn't actually that upset when I first played it because I was pretty young and I was playing it on the PS3, so I was just kind of happy that it worked for an hour straight. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, on the PS3, I did, it working for an hour straight is the trick canon ending, yes. And then I just didn't, I didn't even register in my brain, oh wait, the super mutant's like immune to radiation, isn't he? <laughs> and you have... Yeah, see that, that see... I would say that, like, I like, thematically, I like the ending, but the fact that I, like, again, like most people, like, I, I found out about that, and I brought Fox there with me and thought, like, oh, I'm so clever, now he can just go in, and, you know, instead of me, and we'll be okay. And he's like, it is not my destiny! <laughs> it would have been nice if they gave, like, I don't know, like, you confront Colonel Autumn and he, like, shoots your companion or something. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe just I to give know. a reason why Fox can't go in, because he's dead, I guess. Yeah, I, like how, I don't know. They, I mean, they if, they had, if they had railroaded it so you were already in when it locked, but, you know, the point was originally it was supposed to be either you sacrificing or you sacrificing uh, whatever her name is, Lyons. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Lyons, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, having yeah. multiple companions completely immune to radiation, just... Yeah. That's the thing. There's yeah. two of them. There's fucking. I can forgive like yeah. forgetting about Forks, but like Sharon as well. <laughs> How do they forget about both? They did. I, I I don't know what they forgot, but like they so because the the Broken Steel DLC came out, and then like you could do that, you know. Yeah. Um, but like for for a good while, like I, I don't know. I don't know. But even um, even in the fixed one where you do tell your radiation immune companions to go into the radiation for you so you don't needlessly die, you still get the ending slide that calls you a fucking coward. Like, yeah. why? like sorry, I didn't want to needlessly die. The lone die. wanderer was remembered as a coward for all time. <laughs> you know that lone wanderer that wiped out slavers from the wasteland, saved thousands of people? Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. he didn't pointlessly irradiate himself when a you know when, when a, a blonde woman valuable... asked him to very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Instead, okay, he so sent we... in somebody who was better equipped to the job and would have you know been perfectly capable of doing it and wouldn't die. <laughs> yeah. So I was remembering my time just because of recent events. I was remembering my time storming the Capitol and have fun when storming I did, the Capitol. It's much I've, harder I, in the I game, there being, I will say. It's, I, I think there's six super mutants in the capital, and it's still much harder than it was in real life. Yeah. I mean, one of like, them is a, is, a, is a giant, so... Whatever yeah. they're called. Behemoths. They behemoths. behemoths, that's what uh, Behemoths, yeah. Attack on Behemoth, yeah. yeah. Um, Look, so, well, obviously uh, the Secret Service didn't have long enough to get them out of, you know, area where yeah, and then deploy them. They have Fox under the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they, they were almost there, but they, they lost the keys. So, yeah. God. Um, Alright, so, yeah, th- thinking back to, like, how Fallout 3, and I guess New Vegas as well, kind of that era there, like, what what did that stuff does everyone want to kind of see back for, for Fallout 5, and, like, what kind of stuff do we not want to come back? Well, I want them to keep iron sights. Don't go back to the Fallout 3, uh, just zooming in. <laughs> Yeah. I beg. <laughs> um, mm. I would actually like to see more 
like uh, rogue factions uh, in in the Brotherhood, assuming that we're going to stay on the east uh, coast away from the the primary uh, um, group of it. Because yeah, no, there's fun in going. Screw you! We're taking this power armor and going home. Um, more VR fun. I mean, they had some of that in four, but you know, fun this time. <laughs> yeah, but like do it fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Move the move the blocks. <laughs> move the blocks. Yeah. I think what I want move is move them, and you'll remember. <laughs> what? I don't know how to say this about sounding really cringe. I'm just gonna say it. I want I want the Fallout games to be a bit like edgier again. Oh, that sounds so bad. Oh, you want you want more of that Shadow the Hedgehog I energy? Want, I want sh- <laughs> I want that you know PS2 Brotherhood of Steel energy. Um, I, I want it to be you know depressing when I go through the wasteland and not like, yeah. oh, so it's just the 50s, but made out of garbage. That's fine, I guess. Yes, literally. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, I, you can understand that after 200 years after the bombs drop, society will have rebuilt some. So Yeah, I get that. They kind of want to have it both ways is the problem. The problem is They like, want it but, to be just after it dropped, but also 200 years after it dropped. Yeah, and I feel yeah. like that's why I really like Fallout 2 in New Vegas, because they have actually moved on a lot. Um, I mean, especially from Fallout 1 to 2, there's a lot of changes. Everyone's like just generally yeah, more California connected. I will, yeah. Yeah, um, I will say the it's problem also... Is- Sorry. No one's like brushed the floor yet, though. Like no one's bothered to sweep the floor since the bombs dropped. No, no, We've been that, waiting for that to happen. They shed. We'll get to that's it in a moment. Like in so to. Sorry. So like in, um, in Metaton, like they've lived there for fucking ages, and so there's old people there who have lived there for decades, and at no point have they thought, "I might fix the hole in the wall." Like, why not? <laughs> They're so lazy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree with you is that they want it to feel simultaneously like it's the bombs just dropped and like it's always been that way and like you just yeah, you can't you can't do both and keep it consistent. I, I agree. Um I will say that I think that is one of the major benefits of the map in, in Fallout seventy six though, is that like the bombs did just drop and everyone left and literally nobody's touched any of this world for the last twenty five years. Yeah. And like wilderness, and like nobody dropped the bombs on. I, the, I honestly like, and I will say like very openly, like Fallout seventy six has the best map in any of this series, like for sure. It's beautiful, like, and like because nobody, I don't know why. Like I, I just like this po- having a post apocalyptic wilderness where there are like vibrant animals and trees and and like clean water everywhere is like way more interesting to me than like more brown rocks. Yeah, um, definitely. Well, I mean, it was bomb like the bombs rocks in the original because they were out west. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and true. And then they just thought that no, that's what Fallout looks like for three and four. <laughs> well, I, I will say for that, I will say to to their benefit on that for the reasoning on Fallout three and four is because like this is sort of the the whole aesthetic is based on the whole like you know the retro futurism thing. Like the idea of the apocalypse back from the fifties was this, mm-hmm. you know. Sort it, of, it, this, but yeah, yeah no, I, I like, get what you're saying. It is a little weird like, that the DC swamp became a desert, though. <laughs> yeah, it is a little weird. Well, and only but, part like, of it, because Point Lookout is still lush and verdant. I, I think it's just such, and I honestly, I would recommend this in the future, like, the fact that 76, like, takes place somewhere where there was not a bomb dropped is a good thing, and yeah. I would like for them to continue that in the future. I, I don't, I don't think that the, like, quote-unquote, like, you know, dead, irradiated, because, like, that's... 
Uh, okay, like, Breath of the Wild is a good example of what, like, the world would really look like if there was an apocalypse and then you waited a hundred years, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Like, that... people generally don't like to live in trash for ages. Right, like, the like in most, like, in the cities have rebuilt themselves, people are living in, like, fairly nice places, and outside of that, nature has, like, overtaken all the ruins, and it's like, okay, it's, you know, that's that's how things work. And there's still some stuff that's in really good condition. If not for the fact that, um, you know, there's, in, in Breath of the Wild, there's something actively preventing reclamation of those places, people would have reclaimed them, and I think there needs to be a little bit more of that in, in Fallout. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, we do have a lot of ghouls, though. We do. <laughs> lots, yeah. lots of ghouls. Uh, so let's, uh, I guess coming off of ghouls, let's, let's go to ghosts. Are there, are there enough ghosts? I mean, just Tranquility Lane. There aren't any ghosts. What? Tranquility Lane? That, okay, yeah. that might count. Uh, that's not really You ghost. know what? Well, there's, there's explicitly a couple in the Dunwich building. Yeah. Uh, and I'm okay. trying to remember where else there might be. Uh, oh, in the, the hallucination vault. Oh. Where you I, see I the echoes come. of the past. Echoes of Dave. What, yeah. What's that? What's the, what's the vault where everyone's named the same Gary. thing? Uh, oh, Gary. 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 Echoes yeah. of Gary. Thank you. It's the Republic of Dave. Oh, there's the title of. episode. <laughs> I mean, you you could call like all the um, voice messages and stuff ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say my ghost. They're like echoes in the past. A very pissed off ghost after the original ending. It's yeah. <laughs> haunting Fox saying like, I can't believe you made me do that. <laughs> <sighs> It's not my time! <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> I also, can't are you like you 16 years old one. or something? I think I left something in the car! <laughs> I'll be right back! I can't get irradiated, not in this suit. <laughs> I'm his, not dressed for it. His torn vault suit where the, yes. with the freaking Hulk <laughs> pants. Yes, he needs to put on his tuxedo. You always go get wear a tuxedo to be irradiated. <laughs> yeah, it's a culture. radiation suit. Learn, learn this. You know, know the law. Yeah, you're so culturally it, it, insensitive to super mutants. Just because they're eating you, that's no excuse. Okay, um, let's get out of here for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Uh, it is a uh, time for games, so we're gonna um, we're gonna have some fun here. I uh, be in in um, as a tribute to the Van Buren working title of Fallout Three uh, in its original iteration. Um, I've collected, I've worked very hard to find these, but I've collected some working titles for famous video games, and I'm gonna t give them to you, and you guys are gonna guess what the eventual final name of the game was. Right. So the, some of I'm gonna they're gonna I, I ordered them so they get a little more they get more insane as they go down so just be ready. <laughs> All right, uh, this one you might know: Attack of the Attackers. Um. <laughs> and these are all well-known games. You have heard you have heard of all of these. Attack of the Attackers. Um. XCOM. <laughs> I've got no bloody clue. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Attackers would eventually be called Doom. <laughs> that that makes sense. <laughs> they yeah. should have just left it as that title. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> or at least had a level named that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, how about Blam! Exclamation <laughs> point. Oh, <God. laughs> um. 
Sonic Wait? 06. <laughs> Blam! And Knuckles. <laughs> Blam, okay. Um, Blam actually eventually became Halo. Ooh. What? I can't believe that's what they called the rings originally. Yeah. Did, did you guys, Blam did you guys play the Blam, Blam ODST? System. It was better than I thought it would be. I, I now um, propose that we we uh, just refer to everything in that series as as uh, Blam. So on, yeah. in Blam, they go to the Blam and they activate the Blam. <laughs> um, how about how about Intruder? This one you might get. Beef? Intruder. No, no. That's a good guess. Uh, Hitman. Rainbow no. Six. A little earlier. <laughs> it's an early. It's an earlier game. Metal Gear. Metal Gear, nice. Yeah. Metal Gear was called Intruder. Um, how about this one? <laughs> Virus. Is that uh, Oh, oh, is that Last Resident Evil? Evil. Slash Resident Evil. Nope. Is that nope. Last of Us or nope. not? Nope. Well, Last of Us was a fungus, so that wouldn't make any sense. System Shock? Oh, yeah. It's not System Shock. No. no. This is also an earlier game. Uh, it's that Flash game, Pandemic 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, Virus would actually eventually be called Dr. Mario. Ah. <laughs> what? It was just called Virus, yeah. He better not be prescribing antibiotics in that game. You know something insane? Well, when I found that out and I dug a little deeper, <laughs> Mario like wasn't even in it until like three days before they shipped it out. They were just like, we gotta slap Mario on this one. Yeah, that was standard operating procedure for the late 80s, yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it looks great. Ready um, to ship. Uh, just put that Italian fella in it and we'll be golden. <laughs> hey, could you, oh. put a, could you put one of them doctor coats on him? Make him look smart. <laughs> he, he's a doctor now, guys. You know, he's a... Um, alright, how about this one's this one's a little more recent uh, this was just titled X just oh. the letter X hmm. gonna give it to you? No. no well, you ain't gonna get it on your own <laughs> <laughs> this game's just punishment for the fact that we like generally do pretty good in these you've just like made an impossible yeah, it is, one. that's correct uh, XCOM mm. Enemy Unknown <laughs> Uh, no, this is actually Xenoblade Chronicles X. Ah, okay. <laughs> That's to be fair. That, that game has two X's in it, so that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Alright, um, how about this one? Project Kid. This <laughs> one's a little bit older as well. Oh, is that um, Earthbound? It is Chrono Cross, oh. yeah. Wow. Oh my god. Yeah, you got it. Is that something from the game? I haven't played Chrono Cross. Yeah. There's a character named okay. Kid. <laughs> oh. that, that was enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Also, I think um, at one point in the credits it's referred to as that, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay, this one I think is uh, might you might get adventure title. Is that Uncharted? I don't know no. why. Oh, I thought I felt like I heard that. Zork. Before. This was so I will start. This was originally called Adventure, and then due to discovering a licensing dispute, <laughs> they called it Adventure Title, and then they changed it to its final name. Is it Final Fantasy? Legends of Zelda. It is the Legend of Zelda. Oh, wow. well, that was a bit of a yeah, bloody. Yeah, the game was originally just to be called Adventure, but that already existed as a text adventure game. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm glad right, they about... they changed it to Legend of Zelda because I don't know Adventure Breath of the Wild <laughs> just seems too vague to yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys play Adventure Tingles in the Loon Ride? I don't know. <laughs> what about Adventure Tingles Rosy Rupee Land? <laughs> um, how about uh, Prodigy? 
this is a this is a I'll give you a decade for these. Uh, this is the two thousands. Is that infamous? Fable? <laughs> Mm-mm. No. Uh, Half-Life? Nope. Uh, this was uh, this was the name of the Prince of Persia. Ah, okay. Well, in development, yeah. Um, how about this one? A little on the nose. Rainy Woods. <laughs> uh, it's in the 2010s. Is this is The Last of Us Two. <laughs> Alan Wake. <laughs> no, you're close though. G- ride that Alan Wake feel. <laughs> uh, Silent Hill. Imagine if Alan Wake like didn't work or have any any animations. <laughs> Slenderman. No. I don't think there's any um, raid right, in I'll Slenderman. Get, I'll give that to you. Uh, it's a deadly premonition. Ooh. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, this one, uh, this one, here we're getting to the bonkers part now. Uh, Stainless. What? Superman uh, Mirror's Edge. Mirror's Edge, yeah. Dishonored? Nope. No. Nope. Uh, nobody's gonna get this, so th- I just tell you. Okay. <laughs> There's literally no way. This was the working title for Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Effie. Ah, <laughs> you made okay. that up. No, not true. I did not. <laughs> I investigated that too, and the reason it was called that was because they based a lot of the music off the particular style of one Japanese pop artist whose latest album was titled Stainless. <laughs> you really just made that, that is that for is us to win. Atlas for you, yes. <laughs> yes. All right, how about Rave War? You guys remember Rave War? Rave no. War. Um... <laughs> is that Dance um... Dance Revolution? <laughs> <laughs> That, that would be really good, actually. No, it's yeah. not. Jet Set Radio. I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm not going to get uh, it. No. Uh, Rave War actually eventually became known as Tekken. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't going to get that one. <laughs> no. Here's our last one. Uh, no Truce with the Furies. Wait, No Truce with the Furies? Is that what? God of War? The, fu- the Furies. F-U-R-I-E-S. Furies. Oh. Like the Furies. Is not God of War. That's a good guess. Is it Footy? No. No. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, um, Why not? No. <laughs> um, Kingdom Hearts can be named no, anything. No truce with the heartless. Or Valkyrie Profile. <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking. I would it be Valkyrie Profile? This is a game from the 2010s. 2010s Sorry, I'll give okay. you a, a hint. Odin Sphere. No. No. Um. Put us out our misery. Uh, Kirby Robobot. No. No, you're not. It, it's Disco Elysium. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Which, like, in retrospect, honestly, makes even less sense than No Truce with the Furies. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah. So I, I thought that might be uh, fun for me specifically, and I was right. Um. So how many right. did we get correct? One. Uh, you got you got two. Oh um, right. <laughs> uh, you got Intruder and. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, adventure title. Of course. Oh, and you got three, actually, because you got Chrono Cross as yeah. well. So that's three. Not bad. Three out of 14 isn't yeah. bad. I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what, Nirav? I'm, I'm going to question the legitimacy of this podcast because you won the the Hall of Fame luster. You did a game This is that's... a mega episode. And then you did a game you. that a was impossible episode. to win. You know what? Nah, stop the count. I'm not feeling this. <laughs> this is a you mega episode. You're just going to have to play Bubble Counter. <laughs> 
I'm, I'm going to be the um, host next week. I'm taking over. Excellent. Oh, I will that, be that your, will your, 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 your guest. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> blam! So we'll go blam. <laughs> it's me. Blam. <laughs> and Knuckles. <laughs> Master uh, Chef and Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> this is Len Long from Pennsylvania. Uh, okay. So, uh, thanks, Todd Howard, but actually, this time, uh, for, for this one, um, for maybe the first time. Um, so, yeah, you can find us at GameLuster.com. We have lots of cool stuff there. Um, you can also find us at YouTube.com slash GameLuster, and um, you can find us on Twitter at GameBustersPod. Um, so, remember, please, to go to the um, Apple Store and give us, like, a rating there. Uh, five stars only. If it's less than four stars, I will I will stop the count. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if you can give us six stars, that would be a tremendous. Give us, give us seventeen. That would be stars, tremendous. We'll that. that would be huge. If we had six stars, yeah. it would be huge. more stars than anyone's I'm, ever had. I'm gonna call Mr. Apple himself and say that I'm looking. I'm just Tim looking. Apple. No, I, not I, him. I, I am simply looking for eleven thousand reviews. I'm simply looking 11, for eleven thousand more stars. Star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um, so, giveaways. Um, yeah, we do some of those. We had another one this week. Uh, went well. So give us, a, give us a follow on Twitter. You'll find some of those. So, um, why don't you guys uh, just give me some plugs. So, uh, Johnny, what are, you, what are you working on right now, sort of content creation-wise? Oh, you know, uh, I'm working on a medical degree right now, so that's pretty fun. I also run a bad Twitter account, so that's pretty fun. See if you can find me. I'm always yeah. replying to the Game Busters Twitter. <laughs> so, yeah. See if you can fu- see if you can fucking find him. Johnny is the Liam Neeson's dad of this podcast. <laughs> I think I might have said Liam Neeson's dad. Yeah. You did. <laughs> if, if you find me, I will immediately die because I'm shot by a paramilitary group. So get ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> if you hurt me, Liam Neeson's dad is gonna beat you up. <laughs> My dad is stronger than your dad. Well, Liam Neeson's dad is strongest of all. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to now. I have to figure out whether Liam Neeson's dad or Echoes of Gary is the title for this. <laughs> it could be um, a colon thing, you well, know. Liam Neeson's, Gary, dad, Liam, Neeson's Gary. Liam Neeson's dad. Echoes of Gary. Liam Neeson's. Turn into a fucking Tales of Berseria thing. <laughs> Dr- Le- Neeson Quest 5 Echoes of an Elusive Dad <laughs> Liam Neeson game Working title <laughs> um, Okay Tim What are you working on right now? Uh, I'm gonna try and get out more console tours Get Kate in front of the microphone And record some more uh, introduction to plumbing soon And whatever else uh, we get up Kate might be trying to start a, uh, a new podcast soon So look forward to that Yeah um, Alright cool And uh, uh, Jess? I'm just waiting for Attack on Titan to finish so I can binge it all and review it. Did you mean Attack on the Attackers? <laughs> yeah, that could, could, could also do that too. I would love to see Doom Guy in Attack on Titan. That'd yeah. be a short series. <laughs> for the Titans, I they, mean. They would run out of Titans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It'd be called Remember the Titans, more like it. Yeah. <laughs> that movie is also we, very we have different like than Doom Guy in it. potential titles for this episode. <laughs> Echoes of the Titans. <laughs> Okay, Titan Quest 11, colon, Echoes of an Elusive Liam Neeson's Dad. Perfect, got it. Ship it. Uh, Put Mario in there, ship it. 
Um, <laughs> Slap Mario on the box. Those fucks will buy it. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a couple of things in the pipeline. Um, right now, Kate and I are playing through the a uh, pub-based dating game uh, where you romance middle-aged men. Um, it's- and I hear you've fallen in love with someone that looks a bit like me. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a it's a wild game. Uh, Pub yeah. Encounter is the best. So we've recorded one episode of that. I'm gonna try and get out soon. We're also yeah, Kate, gonna record. Kate... Oh, Kate told me to do my uh, Arden Izuni impersonation for you on the podcast. So <laughs> you got it. it. That was pretty good, actually. Um, Why? Thank you. So oh, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna get a few episodes of that out. Um, also, we're working on a spoiler cast for Cyberpunk 2077. Um, cause I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure everyone wants to hear more about that game in particular. So yeah, stay around for that. People have been bugging us. They've been asking, they've been saying, where is all the good content on cyberpunk? No one's we talking about this. Todd Howard has been knocking down Nero's door. <laughs> the silence from you, Todd you, you Howard make it sound on like cyberpunk I'm, I would try to keep definitely. him out. <laughs> um... All right, so yeah, we're um, I've got a video coming out next week, which I think tentatively is titled Two Idiots Play Elder Scrolls Online," um, where me and oh uh, Johnny, uh, Ashley, and I have uh, we're playing Elder Scrolls Online, and it was just neither of us have ever played an MMO before, so <laughs> I did I just decided to record that, and it turned out pretty good, so that'll be going up. I, we might continue it with like Two Idiots Play World of Warcraft and such in the future. Um, uh, just not having any idea how MMOs work and being genuinely surprised every time we saw another person. <laughs> <laughs> you can pretend it's 2005, you know? It's, it's yeah. it, just um, consider it practice for once the pandemic's over. People? <laughs> when you, yeah, people? because before the pandemic... People in I, my world? I don't know if you remember this, but uh, before the pandemic, you would walk up to people and you would just constantly be trying to go to the same checkpoints to receive some sort of quest. Yeah, that's how it works around here. I don't know about you guys. Um, all right. So, yeah, I also wanted to say that if um, you have any ideas for what anyone, any games you want us to cover, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Gamebusters Pod, we'd be happy to do that. Um, so, uh, yeah, last word for the, the winner, I guess, um, which is me. Um, I guess I'll just kind of close out on um, on Shadow's sort of famous catchphrase um, here just to, to honor him, um, which is, uh, let me see. He has a lot of catchphrases, actually. I thought you were just going to control. I'm going to kill the president. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kill the president. No time for games? (laughs) That's the good one to end on. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's us off the app store. Well done, Nero. (laughs) No time for games? Did you say that we're getting kicked off the app store? (laughs) I I was more leading towards the I'm going to kill the president thing. I feel like... (laughs) To be fair, that ship is sailed. We've we've talked. We said kill the president like six times already. We might as well make that the, the episode title. Just be more honest. <laughs> like, Liam Neeson's here's dad our plan kills to kill the president. The president. <laughs> Echoes of an elusive age. We are going to kill the president of the United States. That's the the full episode title. Well, I'm just going to be here in the Metal Wolf Chaos, taking back the United States from you. Coup d'etat forces, then. <laughs> I'm gonna... Hold on. No, I'm not... I'm gonna type in Shadow the Hedgehog quotes, and we're gonna end on a good one. Oh, shit. That, that's all gonna be in the episode. I thought we were long gone. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, wait. We're recording this? <laughs> we're, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm still recording. I thought this was, you know... <laughs> 
I'm gonna. I'm just looking for one um, that's sort of got like a good flair to it. Hi, um, FBI. <laughs> oh, here's one from. Um, <laughs> Mark my words, Black Doom. These so-called pathetic humans are not my enemies. I'm the coolest. 